0: Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guest today is Carlos Aguirre, who is Chief Executive Officer of Grupo Radio Centro. Today we will discuss penetrating the Los Angeles radio market during a recession. A graduate of the Universidad Iberoamericana in Mexico City, Carlos also studied Alta Dirección de Empresas at the Instituto Panamericano de Alta Dirección de Empresas. He joined Grupo Radio Centro in 1974 as an assistant to the President, and has served in several positions, including General Director of La Ina, S.A., a pharmaceutical and perfumery manufacturer for 10 years, General Sales Manager of Pronósticos Deportivos, the sports lottery in Mexico for one year, and Corporate Development Director between 1979 and 1983. He was also General Manager for KSSA Founders Communications in Dallas, Texas, President of Cadena Radio Centro, one of the first Spanish-language radio networks in the United States, and Chief Operating Officer of Grupo Radio Centro from 1989 to June of 1998. In 1998, he became Chief Operating Officer as well as member of the Executive Committee and member of the board of the company. Carlos, welcome.
1: Thank you, Elena. It's a pleasure to be in this podcast. I was going to say your show, but we're not on radio, even though it's a similar format. And I want to thank whomever is listening. We would normally thank the audience, but in this case, it's the particular individuals who, who come in and listen to this podcast. It's a pleasure to be here with you and, and share some of the insights that we're going to get into.
0: Wonderful. Thank you very
1: much, and let's get started.
0: Okay. Well, I think the first question, given the topic, and of course, right now we're in the middle of the year, 2009, we're looking at a an economy that is still suffering from a deep recession. And of course, many, many people are concerned. There are job losses and closures and bankruptcies and all sorts of things going on. And unlike most of the market, instead of Constricting and narrowing your efforts, your company is doing the opposite. It's reaching out to a new market and looking to penetrate and expand. Would you tell us a little bit about the thought that's behind that?
1: Well, you know, in the big crisis are also the source for big opportunities. In this case, um, if this crisis hadn't been that big, We could have never entered the Los Angeles market. Uh, The financial crisis was to such a level that all radio companies, and I would say all media companies, are leveraged beyond the the reasonable reach. And so they're in the hands of the creditors. That, in turn, uh, produced uh, coming down on prices uh, very, very... uh, big drop in in the prices, so that allowed us to be able to even think about coming into the Los Angeles market Uh, On the other hand, our company, Grupo Recentro has a very clean balance sheet. Prior to this operation we had no debt no bank debt, uh, or what you call with cost our only liabilities would be of our regular ongoing operations and we have been per, uh, pretty solid and leaders in the audience <laughs> and in sales in, in the Mexico City market. Taking that into account, we analyzed which other market in the world could possibly reflect uh, the potential that Mexico City has. And there was only one only market, one sister city, and that was Los Angeles. Uh, Los Angeles, previous to the crisis, had an estimated of a little bit over $200 million for Spanish-formatted radio stations, which was more or less on par with what the Mexico City market has. And the whole idea was to be able to replicate the business that we have in Mexico City where we have a cluster of 6FMs and 5AMs. And we have a big uh, dominance of the audience, even though it's a market with 29FMs and 33AMs. Uh, we command a 43.5%, 45% share of audience, and about uh, as well for the sales portion, our share of market. So where else to go? Well, it was Los Angeles. And then being able to sit down with a, a seller that would not be as willing in other times, if he had had any other offers, to go on our terms. Because we had to be very respectful of all the laws. And we are a foreign company, and by soul we can only own 25% of the license or its controlling company. But through a local marketing agreement, we can operate freely. And so, what we needed was the time issue so that we can start operating the radio station and uh, within the years of operation be able to produce the cash flow out of which, in a seven year period, we're obliged to pay uh, Emmys Corporation a fixed amount which has been revealed, and it's $110 million. Now, previous to this deal, uh, there was a station sold for 137 million and a half, but that is more or less comparable, even though it has a little bit less power. Uh, but previous to that one, uh, there was a very famous operation that where an FM stick, only the license, was sold for 250 million so you see when the prices are reduced from 250 million down to 137 and then we made a deal where we have to pay 110 million but seven years out okay that's when the opportunity rises within this financial crisis and we can take the risk of entering the market and being able To produce ourselves the the cash flow to be able to make up on that obligation when the time comes.
0: And I understand from what you said earlier, and, and based of course on your track record in Mexico, that you are targeting the Spanish dominant segment of the Los Angeles radio market, right?
1: Correct, the, definitely, that's our expertise.
0: Within that, because that is still a very large market segment, Los Angeles being the largest I- s- Hispanic market in the country, which subsegment, if you will, of the Los Angeles Spanish-dominant market are you pursuing?
1: Well, we're going after the adult contemporary, mainly targeted uh, in the demographic of 2554, and it should be predominant women, uh, but not so much because of the immigration issue here. It's not so dominant women. You have a lot of men as well. Um, we are a family oriented program radio station. So you won't find cursing, bad language, bad jokes. We will be all about the station is a star with great family values, and we're a fun station to listen to. And you can listen in company of the family, everybody in the car, and (laughs) you don't have to blush for whatever stupid comment uh, any of our DJs would have said, as they do in the competition, particularly in the regional Mexicans, uh, stations that they have a big battle of personalities and being who can be more raunchy to pull the more ratings and the more audience so we're out of that segment and we're in the adult contemporary
0: what would you say because in spite of the favorable conditions of the market that you've described to us from the business model perspective that are allowing you to enter the market in a way that perhaps would have been impossible (laughs) under different circumstances what specific characteristics do you feel Grupo Radio Centro brings to the table, if you could expand on the family-oriented format, what do you think you bring from the audience perspective that will help you capture that market segment in a solid way?
1: Well, let, let me first go into one issue that I forgot to mention on the economic situation that uh some say the the stars align for this project to be able to be, be happening the financial crisis is so uh strong uh that if you imagine it as a swimming pool and that financial crisis have put the swimming pool with only half the water okay and uh, we come at a time where the water is only at half uh, of what the swimming pool can take. But when you enter into a new project and you launch a new radio station, you know you're going to start from ground zero. The station that was, the, the programming that was in the 93.9 FM here in Los Angeles was a format called Moving and was... a uh, Rhythmic music from the 80s, uh, 70s and 80s. Of course, that audience, when we came on board and put a Spanish program format, they all went away. Probably just a few that were Hispanic might have liked our format and and stayed on. So we started from scratch, ground zero. And now what we have to build is the ratings so that we can later convert that with the advertising agencies and media buying services into sales and we know that process takes time and takes months to develop ratings and some other months to convert them into sales and be able to be on time for the following fiscal year where the planners and everything will take us into consideration but this is the the situation in timing. We're coming in and whichever way we wanted to do, we could not project anything but very modest sales because as we come along with the ratings, agencies want to prove the track record and wait for two, three, four books to see the trends to include it. So we came in in April and we'll be in time for the planning of next year and by then, we expect the pool not to be only half full or half empty, but to be getting to the levels where that pool may be a little bit more full and almost to its normal conditions. Uh, we are seeing some signs that the recession in the states in the United States is starting to ease and start returning to a recovery. Um, I'm not an expert on this but many people are talking very confident of 2010 and probably even as as, as close as the last quarter of 2009. By then we expect to have enough rec- track record so that we can be considered in the planning of all these Advertising agencies and media buying services, and then we'll make the big splash in in the market coming in 2010. That point I did want to clarify, Elena.
0: Just to recap on what you said so, Carlos, you established or you began operations with the new radio station in Los Angeles in April of 2009.
1: April 15 of 2009.
0: And what in is the name policies. of the station?
1: Éxitos 93.9 FM. Now that you know
0: now that we know what the general plan of action is and where you are in <coughs> in that process right now, would you tell us a little bit in terms of what you're banking on to capture that audience so that that swimming pool is closer to full by 2010?
1: Well, uh, the swimming pool, thats that uh, I expect that to be the reflection of the economy. But what we're putting as ingredients to bring in the audience is putting a format that is very attractive to the whole family, uh, but particularly to the heads of household, 2554, and uh, it is composed of uh, only hits, in, in, in Spanish, we say Éxitos. That's why the name of the station is Éxitos. And we go from a variety coming back, dated back as the decade of the 80s, 90s, and the 2000s and today. Okay? And we sound much more pop ballad, uh, but even though we have Ranchero and we have a little bit of Grupero, uh And the way the station is presented on its skin, on its image, it's a a younger, attractive, uh, happy, and uh, and very excellent, good sound, and very good and nice promotions. Uh, We're not giving away a million dollars. But, for example, for Mother's Day, we gave away refrigerators, and on Father's Day, we did a, a combination of giving away gas tanks uh, and as well as gift certificates for Father's Day. Uh, on this promotion on the, on the gas tanks, uh, it's a very good experience. It particularly, uh, I was going to say yesterday, but I know I'm on a podcast, so I'm going to say on the 25th of June. Uh, we went out, and this promotion consists of saying, uh, La Ruta del Éxito, uh, and we're going to fill up your tank. And we'll fill it up to the first nine people that arrive to a gas station. We give away the location, and uh, after giving away the location, we also give a phrase, a code. And just to give you an idea, uh, we have a DJ that is called J.C. Chavez. And the code was between three and eight... Uh, well, I'm going to have to say it in Spanish. The tres a ocho, J.C. Chavez tiene cara de pinocho. Okay, I hope the people that were listening to this understand Spanish anyway. It was code that, I mean, you couldn't know if you were not listening to the station. And we received... And I was inside the mini-mart of the gas station. And I timed it from the the moment we gave away the location. It took three minutes for the first uh, car to arrive. And the nine cars finished arriving in four minutes and 38 seconds. But that wasn't all. Cars kept coming and coming. And uh, there were about 25 different cars that arrived at the location. And of course, the ones that arrived late, uh, instead of, uh, well, they didn't win the prize because we give away $40 uh, on a gas card. Uh, But we give them away, we give away hats and T-shirts and pens and promotional items from the station. And they're very happy. And what I was very pleased to to see on that is that Los Angeles is a very huge uh, territorial uh, city that our signal covers all of it. Uh, this promotion was in Banais, and uh, in order to obtain approximately 25 people who went out of their way because they were going somewhere, and come up to the gas station and try to obtain the filling up the tank, we have listenership out there that are happy, that are, okay, you're going to go for a full gas tank, it's $40, but uh, you're in touch with the radio station and we get many more participants coming in and they're happy to put on uh, our baseball hats with the station logo on it, and they're happy to take away T-shirts, and they all participated grandly So those kinds of simple promotions, but that you're always delivering through the programming, entertainment with the music, and content with our newscasts, traffic reports, and uh, updates on, on whatever is happening in the community.
0: What kind of resources are you dedicating to this launch of the new station and and your first presence in the United States market, right?
1: Uh, Yes. Well, we're dedicating a hefty budget on on marketing for uh, advertising mainly in uh, out-of-home media and as well as... uh, Promotionals, uh, a promotional budget, like for these refrigerators and and the filling up of gas tanks. When you're looking at nine people three times a day, uh, times $40, times six days a week, times whatever, the number bundles up. And uh, we have uh, planned several different uh, promotions that will be coming along the way through the year but mainly it's the music mainly is the content of the radio station that should be a company and we want to accompany all the Latinos here in the Los Angeles market not only Mexicans but everyone because there's a large crowd from Central and South America the resources okay, we have a big marketing uh, Budget We have uh, in excess of a million and a half for the launch. Uh, much of it is going into outdoor uh, advertising uh, to make out the rich in the high-density Hispanic areas and some of the major freeways of Los Angeles. And another portion of it is going into... Promotional activity, just as I was describing the refrigerators, the gasoline. And I was making the mention that uh, giving away uh, full gas of tank at $40 for the first nine people that show up three times a day, times six days a week, times several weeks, starts bundling up. Uh, as well as we have the public relations uh, push to get the station to be known with the right people in the business community and in the advertising community. And uh, I think uh, mainly those those would be the efforts. Of course, we're staying away from television because one of our major competitors is dominant in television and we wouldn't like to be giving away our money to them. Uh, Or... Even if we were able to buy around them and buy in other outlets, in other competitive uh, TV networks or TV stations, they could easily turn around and just copy and do the same thing uh, within their television station that, in theory, they should have no cost. So we're trying to avoid that. And I think we have been able to make a big outreach uh, to the Hispanic population here in Los Angeles
0: what type of staffing complement are you relying on to support your efforts
1: okay this is important uh, all our DJs uh, were hired here in Los Angeles I don't know specifically if they are Angelinos born here uh, but at least they were educated here and they've been living here in Los Angeles We have uh, Alberto Santillán in the mornings, then Holy Grace, middays, then J.C. Chavez in the afternoon. J.C. Cuevas, I'm sorry. I always get confused on that. And um, Marcela Luevanos uh, at nights. Um, Then we have uh, the engineering staff from the station, which we have four great engineers. We have salespeople that all have been contracted locally. Uh, our general sales manager, is Jerry Simon, is a pro with a lot of experience in the Spanish radio. He used to work for the times when there was k KTNQ, KT&Q, and then they acquired uh, all the radio stations, and now it's our major competitor, the Univision Group. Bart Ali who has been in uh, Spanish media for a long time and worked with me at the time of Cadena Radio Center. And he's in charge. He's the general manager of the station here. Uh, in total, we, when we finish staffing everybody, we'll be between 37 and 40 people <clears throat> employed by, by the company here in the U.S.,
0: and Carlos, I know that you mentioned that you're aware as you get started it's going to take a while to develop the brand and to be become known, develop brand loyalty with the audience. What measures are you using to determine how that process is going, given the particular circumstances that we have with this recession, of course, just the income from ads may not be the the only indicator. How are you measuring your success?
1: Okay. In in radio, you have a currency, and that currency is called Arbitron, that measures audience. And particularly, Arbitron changed its methodology last year from the diary method into PPM. PPM is personal, uh, portable, uh, portable personal meter. And that is more or less uh, looks like a beeper that people attach to the, their belts. And all stations in the markets they're already measuring with PPM have signed an agreement to encode uh, an, an audible tone into their transmitters. And the methodology is that uh, Arbitron will put a panel of people. A panel means that they will stay longer instead of just agreeing to participate for a week, they will agree to participate for several months. And they are supposed to be picked to reflect the general population of Los Angeles. So if there is 44% Hispanics in the Los Angeles market, the sample should have, or the panel should have, 44% of Hispanics within it. And the big difference between diary and PPM might help us and may help new entrants, because in the past, when it was diary, you're very much fighting or using the big images that are built within the consumer or the radio listener. And they remember listening to their most favorite radio station. And probably within the diary, they would put in more hours than really they were listening to. Now with PPM, it's an electronic device that is hanging on the belt's of the people and it will tell exactly what people were listening to or not listening but at least they call it exposed to so in this case it will help us penetrate uh, faster instead of having to fight with a big image of the old established radio stations here um, in our first book we got a 1-1 one, one share, which is modest. We know we'll be increasing, and uh, hopefully we can take that. And our final goal is to become number one in the market.
0: In addition to the Arbitron meters, do you have any other in-house Measures that you're relying on, your own internal measures that you can use to compare with a third-party Arbitron?
1: Well, as I was saying, Arbitron is a currency of exchange in the industry. But yes, we have many other uh, techniques and research that we do locally. Uh, The most known to everybody that everybody uses is call-out research or auditorium testing, EKGs, and all, all sorts of things that we do to measure the satisfaction of the audience and that we are applying and uh, with the expertise that we have from Mexico over 63 years established there uh, that we are applying here as well. But I know most of it is not uh, only exclusive to Grupo Radio sent Most every other broadcaster uses all the te- techniques available to them. And they're worldwide known because at some point in time they are research techniques in order to satisfy the audiences
0: You're now penetrating this, this very large and competitive market in Los Angeles coming from a very strong base in Mexico Do you see right off the bat any major challenges any areas in which you have a strong advantage How do you compare the two markets if you will?
1: Um, Let me say, I'm going to talk about the signal. Los Angeles has many, many, many FM stations, but they don't all cover the full market. Probably only 20 or 21 stations do cover the full market. Because in the passage of time, there were small stations that were licensed to cities and towns that were not part of the metro area but that been brought in to cover the area, but they may be they may put a signal, I'm going to put an example probably just north of the city and they won't cover past downtown south. Others may be from the east and others may be from the south and there are some that were licensed within the metro area when there were different cities, but that they have very small coverage because their license was only for a class A, they cannot go beyond certain amount of height and certain amount of power. And so our competition has like ten different signals on FM. And if you were going to rank there are two stations that are outstanding in their coverage, and that is 107.5, our direct competitor, law, and uh, 93.9, KXOS, Exitos. And after you take us out of the picture, everybody else's signal is much lesser. We have one competitor that has to use three different uh, transmitter sites, and mm, three different frequencies in order to cover all of the Los Angeles market. Another one uses two uh, complete uh, signals and trying to bundle them up into the programming concept. And you have the other stations, the group that has three FMs, that they only have partial coverage of the Los Angeles market. And they do some good work in some of the highly populated Hispanic areas but nowadays uh, 44% of the general population being Hispanic Hispanics are all over the city they're all over the different cities and counties that conform (coughs) the great metropolitan area of Los Angeles so that's one competitive advantage that we have and that if we execute correctly our programming that should be in completely in our favor because we are one of the big signals. We're one of those 20 big signals that were original for the complete metro of Los Angeles. Our a transmitter is located in an antenna that is 1,850 meters above sea level. And that is huge. That's a tremendous height. And FM uh, is you you have to think like if you had a lantern and wherever you point is as where you get your signal coverage, but if you're in a tall building or if you're in a tall mountain, that lantern is going to be able to illuminate a lot more territory, and that is exactly the effect that we have we're in a very high Uh, And we were licensed like that. That's why uh, we can have that. And we have fabulous coverage all over the city. That's one of our biggest advantages.
0: Tell us a little bit about the parent company, Grupo Radio Centro. You're obviously a very strong company in Mexico City. Would you tell us a little bit about the company itself?
1: (coughs) Well, first of all, let me tell you that we're the only Latin American broadcasting group that is quoted in the New York Stock Exchange. We have a program of ADRs, and uh, because of that, uh, compliance with transparency and with the Sarbanes-Oxley Law uh, is complete. We've been public and we've been quoted in New York as well as Mexico City since 1993, July the 1st. Um, The company was founded by my father back in 1946. We entered into the radio arena, and ever since, we have been evolving and institutionalizing the the company. As you said in the introduction, I became CEO and general director of Grupo Recentro back in 1998. But previous to that, there were several general directors, and we have been able to institutionalize it and put the different systems in place in such a way that ever since we got to be number one in Mexico City, we never left that position. We have always been no, the number one radio group and the number one radio station in Mexico City. Uh, but we don't depend only on the talent. We have had to. The the the, the main piece of uh, advice that I would give. To people listening here that may be broadcasters, is uh, please elect to make your stations the stars. And don't be suffering uh, having to hire stars in order for you to produce the ratings. Uh, And that's mainly the way we would like to do it. Even though in the news arena, which is one part of the company in Mexico, you have to hire stars because their public opinion. Their opinion is important, and people look after leaders that can express their opinion. That portion, yeah, it's permissible to do that, but it's backed up by a tremendous team of uh, newscasters. In Mexico City, we have over 120 people working in the the news department. And that goes from having people in the mesa redacción, how do you say uh, I'm news, sorry the news Meser, desk. The, the news what?
0: the news desk, is, is that what you're meaning?
1: well yeah, because that is open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week and all the time they, they, they never go to rest we have different shifts and we have reporters, over 40 of them in Mexico and we have stringers and uh, correspondents throughout all the states of Mexico and the major capitals of the world we have twenty five motorcycles that run around not only given the traffic reports but as well as looking for urban information on what's happening. We have three helicopters, okay, and we have some of the major personalities in news, starting with Jacobo Sabludowski, who is in from one to three uh, in the afternoon. Sergio Sarmiento and Lupita Juarez open our major newscast in the morning from 5:45 a.m. to 10 a.m. in uh, La Red de Radio Red, as well as our, uh, Sarmiento Juárez and Jacob is also in La Rede Radio Red from 1 to 3, and Jesús Martín Mendoza from 5 in the afternoon to 8, who has been given, who has been awarded with three different prizes this year on the coverage of the death of the Minister of the Interior. Uh, Juan Camilo Mourinho, on the opportunity and the way the news was given out. Because of all these resources, our helicopters spotted the fall of the plane and our motorcycles arrived immediately to the site, probably even faster than the police could get there. And even though our reporters tried to help and save people, they uh, nobody in, in the plane survived, but they did give comfort and help People that were on the ground that had been burnt, and the effort that, that you put in there that's the news arena. And on the other hand, in programming, we have the best programming in entertainment. We, we have La Seta, that is Guinness World of Records, because it has the largest audience in any city in the world, and as well. In AM, we have the largest audience. I told you there were 29 FM stations in Mexico City. And Radio Centro AM, uh, which was the original station of the group, 10.30 AM, 50,000 watts, uh, is place number six with uh, five FM's uh, gaming uh, territory on it. But that means that if there are 24 FM's, these station bits, being an AM. And we have then the second largest uh, audience on AM as well, which is El Fonógrafo El Recuerdo, which is all the music targeted to the 45 plus audience. And really, it's a service to the community. And that is ranked number 12 all over the market. And the only other AM station that surpasses us, it it is Radio Centro. Uh, So we're very good at what we do. We research and we try to serve our community and our audience with the most splendorous way we can. And we get get that back in return. As well as social service, we do a lot for the community. And... We don't believe it's a lot. We want to do more and more every time because it's a pleasure to be able to do something for your fellow citizens and to see the response we get. and It enriches us and it also causes goodwill and benefit with all the community. And we believe very strongly on that.
0: In terms of your efforts in the United States, Carlos, would you tell us a little bit more about your plans? I I know you said that you hoped and planned to become the number one station in Los Angeles, um, at least in the Spanish language market, right? Um, Right,
1: but uh, remember, for a long time with the Dario Method, there was a Spanish station number one all over. I mean, ranked not only in Spanish but in the general market it was number one, so Uh, We have to get accustomed to the PPM measurement. Um, Probably that can happen again.
0: So that you will become the number one station overall. Is that the goal?
1: Just imagine. Isn't that dreaming? But if you don't dream it, you don't get it.
0: Of course. What other plans beyond that do you have in, in in the kitty. For example, I noticed that when you were talking about your operations in Mexico, you emphasized your news coverage. Is that something that you plan to add to your uh, 93.9 station in Los Angeles? And what
1: other no, de- de- definitely no. There we have a variety of stations 11 radio stations, 6 FMs and 5 AMs. Here we have only 1 FM. That we operate, we have to be careful. It's defined and it's musical, and entertainment. It does have newscasts in the morning and in the afternoon drive, short newscasts, but that maintain the people informed. Uh, yesterday, which was the twenty fourth, twenty, what day is today? It was the twenty fifth. That's <laughs> right. Uh, Michael Jackson died, and. We went on the air right away with it. Our DJs talked about it, even though we're in Spanish. Michael Jackson was a a universal figure, and he died here in Los Angeles. And So we were talking about it, and our newscasts, uh, many of them were dedicated to find out, because they held back the confirmation of his death until 7.21 at night, and... The rumor or the information about him having gone to the hospital uh came out at about two o'clock, uh, two thirty, something like that. So there were some times in there. We're we're abreast, we're in connection with what's happening here locally, and but we won't be a news station here. We'll be a full service station, give you traffic reports give you the weather, give you advisories. Uh, when the influenza started, we were giving reports of what was happening in Mexico and when, it, and when they started finding cases here in Los Angeles. Uh, but our main driven situation is that we're music, we're entertainment, and we'll keep you informed of whatever you have to to know when it's happening.
0: Are you planning to expand from Los Angeles to other United States cities or are you planning on targeting English-dominant Latinos?
1: No, let me tell you, I would say that if I had it my way and if everything worked beautifully according to plan, I would probably like to be able to obtain more FM's with large coverage signals here in Los Angeles. Consolidate and replicate the business we have in Mexico And then after we have our second or third FM here, probably we would look into other markets. And if we would want to go after the Hispanics that are English dominant, uh, I don't know, I don't think so. Maybe we'll get them by virtue of our programming, being professional, being good, uh, and probably for the taste of people who are fully English speakers, but there are also Spanish speakers, they may find our programming interesting and probably develop some time uh, to listen to Spanish. You know, in much of the research we've done, people don't stay only with one format. They switch around for different tastes, and you can see people in their iPods. If uh, somebody likes classical music, it may be the exception, but everybody... Fits it up with a little bit of uh, a variety of music. Then you may find uh, Spanish pop, you may find English pop, you may find even cumbia, salsas, nortenas, and uh, you may find as well opera, or you may find classical music in, uh, well, as well in a playlist. And it's a, a diversity that the audience. Uh, may want to listen, but they have their preferred station for such type of format, and that's where they go to when they're in the mood for that. So, we may be able to attract a little bit of that, uh, I won't say English dominant, but fully bilingual uh, Latino that may choose between Spanish and English any way they want.
0: Carlos, we also know from researchers that Latinos, whatever their language presence, preference, tend to be very fond of technology and that they over-index in their use of the internet. Are you planning to have an online presence? Is the internet something that you hope to leverage as the new station stabilizes and grows in the market?
1: Yes, right now we're streaming. We're streaming 24-7, but uh, we have to be very careful on whatever other internet uh, initiatives we take because uh, you have to build a model where you can show the revenue stream and you can show how is it coming to be. Uh, You need uh, the the critical mass in order to make it business-wise. And you know Google has it openly, but Yahoo is in trouble because... Even though with the millions of people and visitors, uh, they're struggling to make that part of the business be profitable. And I can tell you for examples like Televisa in Mexico, with the strength they have and the, as big a market share of audience they have, they haven't been able to make their portal, smas.com, uh, be profitable. And have the critical mass, so they can sell those numbers in audience and, and and make it a positive. So I advise that you have to be very careful and look at what is the revenue model and where is it going to take you, and not just go into it and attack it like crazy because it's uh, everybody's going into the internet, but, but you have to have a game plan and try to measure it and and obtain the results.
0: Obviously, you have a pretty good idea from the business end of how to make things work. You have a solid model that's working for you in Mexico and you have successfully begun your penetration of the Spanish dominant market in the United States in the largest Latino market that we have what advice would you share with our listeners who are eager to enhance their current outreach or maybe are thinking of, for the first time, reaching out to Latinos? What three suggestions would you share with them, Carlos, based on your experience and your knowledge in, in, in this broadcast business?
1: Uh, I, the, I think the three suggestions would be all based upon research. Research the audience you're going to serve or research whomever you're going to be serving. Research the market, who are your competitors? What is it that you're going to be finding out? And research again and double-check your research. Uh, and make sure that whatever product or service you're going to be offering them really satisfying and that there will be a reason for the existence of your business, be it a product, be it a service, and make sure that you have the numbers right. Uh, That will take away a lot of the headaches
0: after you go into business. Well, I hope that as the new station matures, you'll come back and tell us more about this model and how things are going and enlighten us further.
1: Well, I'll be very happy to do so, and I'm certain that we'll be coming back probably for the end of the year.
0: Excellent. Thank you very much, Carlos, for joining us today from Los Angeles.
1: I appreciate it very much, Elena, and and I hope that uh, everything's fine with you and that we are coming out of that recession so by the end of the year we can be talking, hey, uh, let me tell you where I got that uh, information, which is interesting. I attended a conference that Bill Clinton gave. And one thing, he's a very charming person, and person, big personality. And he said, if anybody tells you when the recession is going to end, they're, they're kidding because nobody knows. There's one big indicator that you may look at, and that is the futures of oil. And he said, those guys that trade with the futures of oil are the most expert speculators in the world. And when I'm looking at the prices of oil, already at $70 and the futures higher than that, that is showing that there's some uh, new activity in the economy worldwide. And of course, it would have to start here in the States. So... I'm looking at that, and that's what i have been basing, uh, that those analysts are saying that we may have a recovery starting the last quarter of this year and the beginning of next year. I think they're right. So I hope that is happening and that for everybody, the economy gets better, and it will be very good for all of us. Okay?
0: Let's hope so. And to our audience, thank you for listening to Carlos Aguirre. Carlos Aguirre, who is Chief Executive Officer of Grupo Radio Centro, who discussed penetrating the Los Angeles radio market during a recession, brought to you by Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations. Please share your suggestions, questions, and ideas by leaving a comment on the hispanicmpr.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at hispanicmpr.com. That's editor at hispanicmpr.com.